Ladies and gentlemen, we are live. Welcome to the Sports Detention Podcast. I'm your host, Grego, and I'm here with my co-host, as always, Potty. How you going, mate? Good, mate. And you? Very good. Very good. Yep. Great um, Great week. Oh, always a great week. And uh, thank you for joining us along. Uh, thank you for those who are live, because mm. we are live here. Um, yeah, it's been a great week. Um, as always, uh, ladies and gentlemen, lins- listeners, viewers... Like, subscribe. Yep. As they would say on the South Park episode that has just been released talking about social media, smash that like button. Yep. <laughs> come on, come on. How you been, mate? Yeah, mate, it's been really good. Been really good. Uh, good week of sport. Got out to see the 2020 mm. cricket the other day. That was good, wasn't it? Yeah, the Big Bash was good. Yep, yeah, bash. we went uh, went there after our, our last uh, sojourn on the podcast studio, mm. in the, here in the Robert Allenby studios. Yep. Yeah. Um, but even even better, mate, the wrestling on the weekend. Oh, so for yeah. those who follow our social media uh, nice and closely on the uh, Instagram story, you would have seen that we're out at the local wrestling on the weekend, and it was an absolute ripper. Yep, that was outstanding, wasn't it? Yep, well done to the performers. Yeah. Yep, that was a, a just a ripping night, really, wasn't yeah. it? Look, you see the local wrestling get advertised at the, the, the RSL, and you just can't, oh, yeah, okay, that's that. That's that. But, mate, I'm telling you, I've been everywhere in sport. I've been to NFL, UFC, you know, been and seen grand finals, big events. Mm. Value for money, the 20 bucks we paid to get in and watch that, which was an absolute laugh, was I think it's got to be up there. Oh, an absolute ripper, wasn't yeah. it, mate? Yeah, as you said, value for money, like all different people there, lots of kids, lots of um, uh, people of our Age, uh, yeah. who are um, really enjoying themselves as well. It was yeah. great. Well no, done. it was good. It was an absolute ripper of the night. Uh, the Rock didn't show up, unfortunately. No, he wasn't there, the but we thought he was going to be, but, you yeah. know. Anyway, maybe next time. Yeah, that's he, right. He might have bigger fish to fry at WrestleMania. Oh, yes, indeed. Oh, very good, mate. So, yeah, if, you, if you're out there... Uh, listeners, and you you see the local wrestling show up in your in your town, go and check it out. And actually, even just in general, go and check out your local events. I mm. mean, it's always good to support the uh, the sluggers down on the on the lower rungs of the entertainment scale. Indeed. Oh well, mate. Without further ado, should we get into the podcast? Let's roll. We are here, we are live, the Sports Attention Podcast. Uh, for those viewers who saw us poke off the screen, we had some technical technical issues, but we're back here. Um, you know, Potty, another week, sports and entertainment. It, we had a bit of a lull period over the Christmas uh, zone, but, but we're back, mate, we're back. But what has caught your eye? Mate, what has caught my eye? Um, do you ever do any gaming when you were a young fella? Uh, look, I'm I'm a sports gaming fan. Yeah. Like, oh, if it's FIFA or if it's you know any other sports game, Shane Warne cricket was a, I was a massive fan of that back in the day. But yeah, sports games I'm all in. Um, generally, the other stuff I, I haven't I haven't quite got into it. Mario Kart, yeah, I'm all for that. Yeah, but, so I yeah. love me Mario Kart. I love my um, uh, FIFA and um, and Shane Warne cricket, as you said back in the day. Remember the beach ball cheat? Yes, yes. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Got into a little bit of um, uh, Call of Duty as well um, yeah. in the, in the mid-20s with the boys. But before gaming really um, took off on a global scale where you could play people all over the world. Yeah, so like see, I never, never indulged in that um, online world, so like... Mm. Yeah, playing online and challenging myself, I, I didn't get the chance. Yep. No, I was exactly the same, mate. And um, But I've seen someone has taken gaming to the next level. So for the people who love, um, you know, a bit of gaming, maybe they're PlayStation people, maybe they're Nintendo people, I don't know. Mm. The Sega Mega Drive, who knows? But someone's taken it to a new level. They've thought, my TV is not big enough. Mate, you can get some big TVs you these days. You can get some big TVs. Do you know what they've used, mate? The <laughs> Jumbotron at Fenway Park. Oh, what? They've used the Jumbotron at Fenway Park. Oh, let's check this out. What's so, so somebody is playing... Fortnite. On, so they're playing Fortnite. So they're playing Fortnite yeah. and 
Oh, someone's recorded it. Yeah. So I've never played um, Fortnite, but huge. Yeah. Everyone knows. Oh, knows you, everyone's seen the dancers, yeah. especially teachers. You know, your kids have been frothing over them for, yeah, for that's years. Right. That's right. So that's um, that's uh, the Jumbotron at Fenway. Uh, don't believe there's a game on, but someone's just <laughs> yeah. decided to use So somebody the- who actually works at Fenway Park has got the keys and gone in there and gone, you know what, I'm going to hook up the HDMI cable to that's the right, uh, Jumbotron. That's right, that's They might be short of a job, but... In terms of record, you reckon that's the biggest game of Fortnite? Mm, I think so. I think so. It has yeah. to be. Yeah. The challenge is set, though. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think the challenge is set. Uh, All right, mate. What else we got? Um, what else we got, mate? Uh, that was about it for you. That was about it for me. Well, mate, um, it's winter in the Northern Hemisphere. So a lot of what we do, you know, is dictated by what we see in the Northern Hemisphere as well. We love a nice summer Christmas yep. but um, obviously uh, in the north it's uh, it's winter and they generally will hit the slopes in the holiday season and the like. Um, do you do much skiing mate? Oh, I've done a little bit of skiing but I haven't done a hell of a lot of skiing yeah. but um, yeah I've got a few interesting stories. What's one of the biggest challenges of um, of skiing that you found or snowboarding and the like? Yeah so staying up, balancing. Staying up yeah. Yep. What about getting off the chairlift? Oh well mate I've got a story about that for you. <laughs> well Getting off the chairlift is hard enough as it is, mm. okay, for some, especially those who are just getting into the craft. But fancy if the chairlift was malfunctioning. Oh, mate. yeah. Have a look at this. So in Europe, this is one of the chairlifts where it's obviously had an electrical malfunction oh. <laughs> and it is hooking and it is spilling off punters left, right and centre. Oh, that Have is dangerous. Have a look at this. That is dangerous. So the smart people, as you can see, for those viewers at home, so what's happening is the chairlift's just accelerating. There's no slowing down. So usually when you're on the chairlift, it'll go a certain pace, and then as you're going to get off and it's mm. hooking around to head back up, it'll slow right down so, yeah. so the uh, patrons can get off. This one has, the slow not, only, has broken. <laughs> not only accelerated but then has no brakes. Um, that's, that's just the first footage there. But if we skip over to the second one, have a look at this bloke. Oh, no. He's <laughs> gone off. He's Absolutely flying off. So, yeah, this one explains it a bit more where there was a high voltage uh, mishap. And uh, look at it. And they, the chairs just start crashing into each other. Yeah, mate. Well, I had a um, an experience. I was skiing over in mate. Canada with a couple of mates uh, going back 10 or 12 years, and I'd never really done much skiing up to that. And so we were just on the little beginner scopes. And you know those little uh, pulley lifts you stick between your legs? and they Oh, yeah, the T-bar. The T-bar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've had a spill off that, and it's gotten caught in, under my leg, and it's just <laughs> dragging me up the slope. So oh, this mate. happens regularly Absolute. to people, oh, and I've... every time it happens, and it's been videoed, the boys send it through to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can always count on them, mate. Um, yeah, so what else have we got? Uh, mate, you were telling me about this one. I, I've thrown this one in the run sheet about the cricketer, mate. Yep. The cricketer, and I, I don't know if my wife said she'd seen this one ages ago, but I've only seen it just uh, just recently. So I'll throw it back on. So this cricket, is this the original of this one? No, this isn't the one I've seen. So this one's hilarious. This one where they hit the six and then the bloke's out in the back, yep. out in the, he's parked his car. And uh, we'll get some volume again. So, yeah, he's hit it all the way into the car park and then all you can hear in the background is some bloke just going, who the fuck hit my car? Yeah, who hit my car? <laughs> oh, mate. But similar to golf, like there's insurance that covers if you're driving down yeah, that's the right. local road and someone from the golf club hits a golf ball and it hits your car, there's insurance that covers that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm not sure if cricket has that sort of insurance. Yeah, well, it'd be interesting. Maybe they do at the Gabba, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe, yeah, probably not your local park. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I'd, I'm doubting it, mate. Yeah. Interesting, though, isn't it? Um, mate, I rip into to publications and, and journalists a lot, mate, about just fishing for a headline. But, you know, you've got to play credit when credit is due because um, a big story this week coming out of South Africa is um, Oscar Pistorius, mm. uh, the Blade Runner, has been released from prison. 
Uh, did you hear about that? I did, yes. Yeah. So obviously um, it was a, obviously a, a tragic circumstances that uh, – and Huge story. Yeah, huge story. But um, the Daily Mail has absolutely nailed it because straight away, I mean, they've seen an opportunity and they've grabbed it with two hands for their headline. Oscar Pistorius walks free. Yep. Well, clearly he, he doesn't walk because yep. he's, he's, he's the Blade Runner. Yeah. So, I mean, they have absolutely taken it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. For a ride and just going, you know what? It's been years. He's been in jail for his crimes, but you know what? Let's give him another jab. Let's give him another jab. Yeah. <laughs> so Oscar Pistorius walks free from jail and they, uh, yeah, slag him off, talks about how he's a chain smoker and the like now, but um, yeah. Anyway, Oscar's out and um, yeah, I mean, that was that was just awful. That. Yeah. That was absolutely, um, yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable looking back on it at the time because it was so close after what he'd done at the Olympics. Mm. Mm. Um, Not that that was the worst part of that story. Now, if given the opportunity, halftime entertainment. Mm. Halftime entertainment is, I would say, an absolute institution in sports. It's very important. Some Um, do it better than others. Yeah, some do it a lot better than others. Um, if you're doing and running halftime entertainment, you've got to be aware that you've got to keep the punters excited. Yep. But also, too, a lot of them are going to get a pie and a beer or whatnot. Yeah, yep. So, you know, you want to keep you know, everybody entertained. Now, this young fella who supports Crystal Palace in the English Premier League got the opportunity to come out and take a penalty. Mm. Now... You would hope if you were the police or the stewards at the uh, at the game at Selhurst Park that all the Brighton fans were actually going to get a pie and a beer at this time because he took this opportunity with two hands, mate. So have a look at this. He comes up, takes the penalty. Okay, young fella, nails it. Then he runs over, proceeds to run over to the Brighton <laughs> fans, give them the double finger... And just absolutely rip into him yeah. <laughs> and tell him, give him the shush. Oh. Oh, how good is that? Yeah, well done. Well Talk done. about taking the opportunity. Taking Nailed the opportunity. Two. Oh, yeah, it was a good pen. And, um, yeah, obviously, you know, he just couldn't help himself. Went over and just absolutely gave it to the opposition fans, the travelling away support. Um, I could, mate, that was an absolute... Ripper of video. And, mate, do you know, if I was that age, I don't even know if I would even think to do something like that. No. <laughs> um, final little thing, mate. A lot has caught my eye this week, but Epstein's list is out. Oh, yep. Epstein's list. I don't know about you, mate, but I was like a kid waiting for Santa. Yeah. Waiting for Epstein's list to drop. Yeah. Who is going to be on the list? And there was no real surprises, was there? No, no, yeah. no. I don't think so. Now, first of all, foremost, we must put it out there that just because you're on Epstein's list doesn't m- indicate any wrongdoing whatsoever. No, no. It's just flight logs and, you know, and he met with lots of people. That's you right. know, there's obviously conspiracies and ideas as to what he actually did and who did what, where yep. and the like. And we won't go into that, but it was interesting just to see the names pop up on the list. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was. But one of the names was probably more interesting than most, Potty. Yep. Stephen Hawking. Yeah. (laughs) Stephen Hawking has turned up on Epstein's list. Now, for whatever reason, we don't know. However, the internet, sure enough, had ideas about it. Mm. And they have been delivering those ideas relentlessly in meme form over the last couple of days. Yeah. Some of the... And I've got none to show because I I don't want to incriminate us and, and, you know, have a crack at at the... the departed, mm, yep. but um, mate, there were some pieces there. Have you seen any? I've seen a couple, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, oh, mate, that was Epstein's list. I'll be interested to watch this uh, this unfold. Uh, however, I mean, there were some stock standards there. The slick Willie, yeah, you yeah, know, ex-president. Um, I know Aaron Rodgers had a bit of a back and forth with Jimmy Kimmel. Did yeah, you see yeah, that yeah, one? Yeah, I did yeah, see that. So yeah. where and I, th- I've heard a sort of debate over Aaron was having a crack at him, saying that a lot of people that he knew would be on the list, yeah. but people have taken it as if to say he would be on the list. Yeah. Either way, Jimmy Kimmel's response where he said that, I'll see you in court, you lost, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. You lost. When you go to that length, 
you lost. You lost. You lost the argument yeah. because if you want to be that guy who goes, oh, I'll take you to court, you lost. Yeah. You know, because the punters don't respect that. No. You know, if you're going to sling shit at Aaron Rodgers like you did throughout the pandemic and then he gives you one back like that and then you go, oh, we're going to court, you're lost. You're lost. You're out. You're out. Yeah. yeah very well, mate. Well, that's all that's caught my eye. Yeah. Um, mate, what do you reckon we should get into the footy? Bit of footy, mate. The rugby league final was a big Wembley occasion. Oh, get that in here. Made a fair bit going on in the footy world. Yeah, mate, there has been a lot, and it always does. Um, once you come out of Christmas time and everyone's everyone's back, it, it's like the the whole footy's just been, um, you know, sleeping for two weeks. But it's, we know that's not what's been happening. Play managers mm. have been working um, behind the scenes, haven't they? Um, so, um, Roosters. Mm, roosters, first cab off the rank for today. So we've got the Roosters, the Rabbitohs, and then we'll hit... I was going to do a a threesome, yep. But I thought we'd go for just the regular two, and we'll hit the West Tigers on their on their Pat Malone next week. Yep, for right. Tigers. That fans. sounds good. Sit tight, Tigers fans. Yep, a lot to talk about. You've got mm. plenty going mm. on, and exciting times at Tiger Town. Okay, so the Roosters, mate. Yep. So uh, Roosters, they're uh, as you've got written on our run sheet, mate. They are. Perennial contenders. Yeah, perennial contenders. I think after last season, there is an expectation on the eastern suburbs that they're going to bounce back. Yeah. There has to be a bounce back. Now, like we say that about the Roosters, don't we? And they still made the finals and made the second week of the finals. Mm. So, you know, and we're this close. But if you you looked at their roster going into last year, there was expectation that they were going to be right there with Penrith and Melbourne. Yeah, they probably had a couple of fall over late where they were able to slip in and then they do what they do and just Mm. had enough class to get very close to a prelim. But... um, as they always do, the Roosters, they've improved their roster. Spencer Lino has uh, signed mm. with the Roosters. There was a lot of talk in the midpoint of last year about him heading to the Dogs, not to be the case. Yeah. Um, be really interested to see how Spencer goes out there because he will be a starting for uh, starting front rower, I'd imagine, out there. Yeah. Um, then they've also... Well, well, that's the big one. Sorry to just yep. cut you off there, mate. Like, Spencer has been a... I mean, he was an impact forward. He was. And, you know, but... The money that they've got him for, they're going to be expecting him to play more of a role, especially with Jared Warrior Hargraves coming to the end of his career. Yeah, yeah. Well, and Jared, I think, has signed on for another 12 months, but I think you'll be seeing Jared finish a very illustrious career very soon. Mm. Uh, the other big signing there for me is Dominic Young. Dominic Young, hot property, that X Factor st- style of player, very, very fast, and th- and they've bought him in. Mm. So he signed at twenty twenty seven. So uh, Daniel Tupu's got one year, I think, left on his contract. So I'm, I imagine they see him as a long term winger for them, a long term outside well, back. Big news on Dominic Young. Yeah. Did you see during the week? I I didn't see, mate. I, I tried to investigate this. Let me know. Dominic Young's got a new car. Does he? Yeah, he's, he's picked up a Range Rover. A Range Rover? Ooh, now, rumour has it, and this is allegedly, he picked it up secondhand, mm. cheap, from City Ford, used car. Oh, yeah. Okay. 2024, not even released Range Rover. Yep. He's picked it up secondhand, cheap, from City Ford's used car uh, section. Yeah. Two and a half grand. Oh, wow. Oh, Allegedly, <laughs> two and a half grand. I'm telling you. Oh, I'm going to make my way down to city, <laughs> city Ford used cars tomorrow. <laughs> right, oh, that that may be the Roosters' option for a 2028 contract extension as well. Yep, involved in that deal. Allegedly, uh, allegedly, allegedly. Uh, looking at a number of the other names up there, uh, Lewis Murphy, Ethan Roberts. Uh, mm. I don't know a lot of these names, Greg. I'm not familiar with them. Yeah, so Ethan Roberts comes over from the Super League. He's been at Wakefield Trinity. Um, I believe he plays. I believe he may be at the is the in the halves. In the halves, okay. Um, so or sorry, outside back. Outside, outside back. back. Yeah. So. So some depth. If you that doesn't surprise me if you look at the players they've lost. So Corey mm. Allen's moved on for them. So they're probably going to want someone in the outside backs as well. Yeah, as as a bit of depth. So and he comes over and gets his chance in the NRL. But he has been the the caveat to that is he was ruled out 
for the duration of last Super League season with an ACL injury. So he is coming on the back of a recovery. So yep. I think he may, you know, someone like, even though it would have been an exciting signing, f- you know, for the UK Super League, looking at another player going to the NRL, I think it's probably Roosters fans just pump the brakes on that one. Yep. Yep. So um, see how they go there. Um, a host of losses, though. Yeah. A lot of it depth. A but lot of it depth. A host of losses. The, the two that stand out for me um, there are um, Fletcher Baker, who finished the year playing really well for them, an astute uh, pickup by Kevy Walters when they yep. lost Big Flag earlier in the year. And, and he looks like he's going to come in and fill in a first grade spot. Um, up mm. there straight away. So I think he's going to be a bit of a loss for them. Obviously, Spencer Linu, you say, oh, well, he more than nullifies that. And to some extent, I guess you're right. But I'm more thinking they're not bringing um, um, Spencer Linu in to be a depth player. They're bringing him in to be the number one. Yes. Well, I mean, you, you could possibly get away with provided um jwh is is firing you yep. could get away with bringing still bringing on spencer and yep. playing that role but eventually he is going to have to gravitate to the to the leading role without a doubt and the other one that's uh stood out to me is drew hutchinson who was at the roosters for five mm. years a bit of their mr fix it sort of guy played a fair bit off the bench but he played yeah. center five eight a halfback even filled in the forwards from time to time maybe even had a couple of starts at hooker yeah so he's been really good for them and uh i guess the reason it stands out is it's really going to have to be sammy walker's time isn't it like yeah. so he he hit the scene maybe two or three years ago absolutely on fire a few injuries last year but the last two seasons i'd suggest he probably hasn't progressed as much as um, people might have thought he I would i mean there was a lot of raps put on him early when they got rid of mm. you know and when mitchell pierce departed um, got rid of, departed. Um, the, I, it was too early for Sam Walker. Oh, I mean, let's, let's be clear about that. But the fact that Kiri got injured, mm. um, there was a need there, and he met that need at the time, and there was a bit of excitement about him. But, yeah, we're looking at probably, like you're saying, yep. this season being the one where he establishes himself as a first-grade footballer because he's on big money. Yeah, definitely. And I, I must say... Fairly unfair, like, you know, oh, his only yeah, sin yeah. was he hadn't developed in a Nathan Cleary yet. Well, <laughs> oh, really. yeah. He hadn't developed. Like, yeah. let's be fair to Inkham. Like, we're talking about a player who should have, you know, been getting a good string of, you know, New South Wales Cup games under his belt mm. and being able to, you know, holistically progress through yeah. the ranks. And he was just thrown in. So, yeah. yeah. And people do forget about Nathan Cleary as good as he is. He debuted in 2016. I don't think he rose to the pinnacle of one of the game's best players until 2020. So mm. he was four, five years into his um, first-grade career. So yeah. give Sammy Walker a minute, I reckon. Yeah. Uh, and um, in saying that too, if you're going to do the comparison, James Maloney is a very different sidekick to Luke Keary. Yeah. So James Maloney's going to take a lot of the, the shine. You know, he's going to niggle. He's going to be, you know, he's going to... Commentators are going to talk a lot more about James Maloney rather than the Luke Keary who goes about his business. Yeah, and, mm. and Jimmy Maloney was perfect for them out yeah. there. He, he just went out there and he, he was wearing the six, but he was playing the seven. And yeah. he basically said, I'm going to steer the team. I'm going to do this. Mate, you just work on tackling really well and you work on improving that kicking game. Yeah. And Cleary just got to be, yeah. yeah. Mm. you know, and, and you know what? If he doesn't get to be as good as Nathan Cleary, that's all right too. You know. I don't think many will. No, I don't think many will at all. Uh, that's a bias. Um, no, mate. Did I say South? Because we did South last week. We did. We did the bunnies yeah, last what week. You meant, you meant the Warriors. Didn't I you? meant the Wars. The Wars. How can I? How can I forget the Wars? The Wars, mate. Um, currently, everyone's second favourite team. Mate. No, they've oh. had a year of it, mate. <laughs> oh, he's out. He's he's off the off mate, the wagon. Um, Said it before on record, nobody else gets their fairy tale until I get mine. Yeah. Yep. Okay, fair enough. An old stick in the mud now. You had I'm yours in 2009, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Still waiting for a new premiership. People said, oh, Eels fans wouldn't take it. Uh, oh, you haven't spoken many Eels fans. <laughs> we'll have it. Um, so, solid recruitment. Mm. I think they've done well. Obviously, I've noticed throughout the back end of last year, and you know, now that everything seems to be post that, I hate saying it, COVID sort of stuff. The Warriors have got their base there. I yep. think there's a challenge now 
in managing their roster where they're they're sort of at the point now where players know that if you sign for the Warriors, you are playing for the New Zealand Warriors. Mm. Okay, so um, I think there's a bit of been a bit of a challenge in managing their their playing roster in players that actually want to be over there in New Zealand. Yep. And I think they're finally starting to poke their head out. And I think Luke Capewell seems like the signing that is going is saying he's a player who wants to come over and be a New Zealand Warrior. Yeah, and, and I think it's good for the club. Oh, definitely, and and he'll um he'll be really good for them because they lost um Curran mm. who um, moved over to the Bulldogs, so you know they they needed to replace him. So whether he plays off the bench or he's um I think Jackson Ford is one of their edge um, mm. back rowers over there. So whether whether he plays off the bench or he gets a start. He plays quite well in the middle, um, so I think he's going to be a really good signing. So at the moment, yeah, for me, the retaining of that playing roster has been their Achilles heel over yep. the last couple of years. So with Roger coming back, Capewell coming in, some good, exciting young players. Chanel Tavita Harris coming back. Yep. And obviously you've player. got Metcalf and Johnson who played extremely well in the halves last season. And um, um, Tamari Martin as well. Who yeah, was, um, so so I think it's it's pretty exciting if you're a if you're a wise man. It is. I look at the um, I look at the gains versus the losses, and they're one of the clubs that you look at, and it stands out that they've improved their yeah. roster. Now, I was speaking uh, to yourself and some other people a while ago. I don't know if we did it on air, but um, about. I don't know if the Warriors will be able to get the same sort of a run because they won nine of their last ten or something like that. And quite often when you have clubs who go on runs like that, it's hard to replicate that. Yeah. But the one thing that they have done that other clubs haven't is they have significantly improved their roster. Roger Tuovaskashek oh, I mean, yeah. is a Dalian Player of the Year, a Premiership player. and So he's come, he's come back as well. He'll be fit and firing because he's done nothing. Yeah, he's done he's, absolutely. You know, nothing. he's represented the All Blacks, which is you know you don't you, you know. don't sneeze at that. But he's played. but he has stood in the middle of the park and done nothing because that's rugby. Yeah, exactly, mate. And he's been tackled three times. He uh, he's forgotten what his shoulders are and he's had yeah. to come back. But I think the big thing about Roger is he left one of the game's best fullbacks. Mm. He won't walk into that team being given the number one jersey. If he wants it, he's going to have to take it off. Um, nickel clock stick. Yeah. So, you know, having um, that sort of fight, very good. A bit of a depth loss. Mm. Ronald Volkman leaves. He goes over to the Dragons. So they've obviously had some cap space freed up due to uh, Teletel and Moan's mm. um, ha- hammer attack. Yeah, hammer attack. <laughs> hammer attack. Hammer <laughs> um, Kurt Capewell. Harris Tavita, Roger Tuivasa-Shek. I mean, you're going to expect big things from those players. That's class. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, Rightio, some quick mentions, mate. Um, headline coming out of the NRL this week is um, what, would our ta- what else would our touchies do? Um, Andrew Abdo has ruled out technology on forward passes. Now, you know this is my pet peeve. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just a copy out, isn't it, for yeah. me? It's just a, oh, too hard basket, you know. Oh, it cheats me. Yeah, mate, look, yeah, it is a quick mention, so I won't go into it, but he's ruled it out and it's, you know, clearly going to cost too much money. What would our touchies do? Oh, yeah. I don't, what are they doing at the What moment? are they doing at the moment? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, Justin Olam and uh, Fatape mm. um, move for the Tigers. Um, Fatape, I believe I'm pronouncing it correctly if I'm not. Who cares? Yeah. Um, he's already at Concord yep. uh, on a train and trial, but Justin Olam, I believe that may have been done today. I, I haven't sort well, of I seen, seen it. It was as close as done. Yeah, it's it, it's apparently. I I'm think hearing it got with put with, on ice with Sean uh, Bloor going the other way. Yeah, and Sean Bloor is de- decent. Um, Penrith Junior, Sean Bloor. Yeah. Um, decent second rower. Who isn't? <laughs> I mean, he's got a brother, Dean, who's pretty good as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised I haven't seen him, much of him in first grade. Yeah. Um, you know, it could be a decent pick-up for Melbourne. I think you bring Sean Bloor down there. You lose Justin Olam. I think he's probably had his time in Melbourne. And yeah. you bring a, a young forward into the into the squad. Yeah, I think it's going to be good for both. I'll touch on uh, Olam a bit next week when we hit the West Tigers up. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think that's going to be – it could be a good move for both. Jordan Grant. Yeah, so fringe 
first grader out of Melbourne. He's he's coming back to Penrith. St. Yep. Clair Comets Junior. He's um yeah joining uh, the Panthers on a train and trial. Um, that's come through from the Western Weekender. Uh, Peter Lang there's written that story so um yeah interesting i think it's good um there's a lot of whispers at the foot of the mountains about players um whether it be zach uh hoskin um and the like and garner going out and being forced out salary cap wise so i think it's it's probably just a yeah just consistent roster moving from the panthers and i think that's probably been something that's been underestimated over the last year when we brought those players like garner and hoskin in Yep. Um, to replace Kikau and yeah. the like. Like it's, you know, it's been something. And Sorensen well, repl- was, yeah. you know, before that. Yeah, you can't replace someone like Viliami Kikau. So, and if you don't have someone Not coming, like for like, yeah. Not like for like. So what's your best way of doing it? You get a couple of players who are desperate for an opportunity and mm. let them fight for it. And also too, mate, the tickets are selling fast for the uh, World Club Challenge, yeah. mate. Apparently they've already sold 18,000 over there. Now for... We probably scoff at that as, you know, diehard rugby league fans who are used to the origins, the grand finals and stuff. But um, from a UK perspective, that's a, that's a good sell. 18,000. 18,000 already with only six to go. I, I know what you're saying about grand finals and origins, but if you look at the week-to-week games, a lot of games aren't getting 18,000. Mm. Well, this is a pre-season game, yeah. essentially. You know, the, yeah. you know, the Super League's usually probably two or three rounds in by the time the World Club Challenge comes around. But for the NRL teams, this has always been a pre-season match. So... So, you know, there's a bit of excitement about it, which is good. Mm. Yeah. Ah, anyway, mate. So we'll we'll continue on next week, but it's it's definitely heating up the the footy, mate. Mm. Uh, it's it's exciting. So um, yeah, onwards and upwards, mate. Um, but speaking about sports, captains of the world. Have you seen that on Netflix? So I've seen it come up, but I haven't had a chance to watch it mm. um, as of yet. So I'm I'm probably I'm. Five episodes out of the six in, yeah, okay. and it's so it's what it is is about the um the World Cup, yep, last year. So it's a, it's a drive to survive style, um, look at the World Cup. It's it's pretty good. It's you know I I it's as good as you know the sports documentaries are getting pumped out by Netflix. Really good access to content like mm. through FIFA so and and the commentary and the like which is really helps with the the production side but I just couldn't help the thing that really let me down is it just became that messy Ronaldo wank fest yep. that where you know a lot of it is just about the storylines of Ronaldo's Portugal and Messi's Argentina, which obviously we all know yeah, yeah. went all the way. And for me, I'm just like, mate, like the Morocco story's done really well. There's a bit on the USA, but you know, for even for us as Australians, like we had one of the best runs, the the most Yeah. You know, it wasn't you know, people weren't giving us much of a chance and we got through to the round of sixteen and we, you know, sure enough nearly beat. Argentina, yeah. you know, but we didn't really get much. There was a little bit on Australia, but I, I thought, and I could be completely wrong. I could be, it could be contracts and agreements with certain football associations which have dictated how it's been rolled out. But I thought, ah, oh, mate, I just couldn't help but see that similar to the Ballon d'Or, it was just Ronaldo and Messi base. And for me, I'm checking out. Yep, had enough, mate. I understand. Yeah. Mate, I caught something different this week. Myself and the wife were watching, uh, looking for something to watch, and uh, we looked at Yellow Jackets. Have you seen that advertised? No, mate. What's that? So it's popped up the first season Is that on raincoats. Oh well, <laughs> it's popped up on. Uh, Remember that old mum joke? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your mum's so fat, she wears a yellow jacket, and people call out taxi. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's uh, what I think of when I think of yellow jackets. Oh, that's completely a, mature. It sounds like a, a Will Farrell joke or something that he put on um, uh, one of his movies back in his the hey, campaign. Yeah, the campaign. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's a. Um, it, you've lost it, mate. You've lost it. Oh, <laughs> uh, I actually watched the campaign the other week, yeah. and that's why. And I hadn't seen it. And everybody had talked about it for years, obviously. It was uh, what was the one the the washing machine one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Difference. Oh, I haven't your, seen it in ages. The difference between your mum and a washing machine is every time I dump a load, and she doesn't follow me around for a week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Will anyway. Farrell, he, he had a way of getting away with those things. Oh, I digress. Uh, so back to yellow jackets. So this yes. is um, the story of a uh, high school soccer team. 
uh, a girls' soccer team that are travelling to nationals. They won the state championship and they get in a plane crash out in the wilderness and mm. just about everyone survives, I think, out of the oh, 15, 20 on on board, four passed away, the two pilots. But um, the, basically most of the team was there. Mm. And so anyway, I thought it was going to be the story of basically, um, you know, I'm I think six episodes into uh, ten 10 episode season and I thought it was going to be a bit like the um the survival in the Andy story yeah yeah, and, yeah. yeah so yeah because you you talking about that the other way yeah 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 and I was like oh well, we'll get into this see what mm. this is like and um I think that that's eventually where they're going to get to some of the things they had to do to survive yeah, and I was okay. really quite enjoying it they hooked me you know how some of those shows just catch you with an intriguing yeah, idea yeah. to begin with and you're in but it started to take a bit of a supernatural sort of a turn. Um, I'm out. Yeah, so it's see you later. It's losing me in the last yeah. couple of. It, they're, they're trying to. Mm. They're trying to, you know, cook too but, many from from too many pots or something. That's yeah. not a phrase, but <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to cook from. Too, there's too many chefs in the kitchen. Yeah, you know, we'll go with that, mate. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. Anyway, so. Look, yellow jackets. In oh, speaking about cooking in pots, mate, I am a bit concerned because that's. You've already watched the the soccer team one, mm. and now you're watching this one. Are you dabbling into cannibalism, mate? Well, is am I sitting across the table from a bloke who's starting to angle towards cannibalism? Are you suggesting that we're not, we're not going to do any off road camping anytime soon? <laughs> <laughs> Two days in, I out of supplies. <laughs> oh, well, I know karate, mate. No well, worry. Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's worth a check, mate. Yellow if jackets. You're this, so if you're into this, so if you're into the yeah, supernatural okay. side of the thing, I think you'll really like it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of that that angle, so I've sort of fallen away a bit. Mm. I'll finish the season. I just, just sort of one of those things. I can't not watch the rest of the season now. But yeah, uh, yeah, interesting. Anyway, fair enough. All right, mate. Should we get in the integrity report? Let's roll. <laughs> That was the wrong button. And um, actually, that's what I think of the Messi and Ronaldo saga. (laughs) Integrity. This is Democracy Manifest. Rightio, mate. Uh, The Integrity Report. We have integrity issues, body. Yep. Um, Now... The wonderful world of TikTok has, has opened my eyes to some uh, some fascinating things that go on in this world, but I couldn't help, um, you know, looking at this video that uh, came across my screen the other day about um, your pirates. Yep. Like, not Pirates of the Caribbean, not Jack Sparrow not, and, Not you Captain know, Jack. Johnny Depp with his Because that's what you think of when you hear about and, pirates, don't yeah, you? Yeah, eyeshadow. Yep. Yeah. Or, or hook. Yeah, mm. wooden legs. Mm. Yeah. yeah, parrots. Yeah. Eye patches. <laughs> Jeez, a hell of a lot of mad eye patches, didn't they? Oh, what a, Sorry, miser- what am what I a doing miserable here? life that oh, would have I'll been tell you a what. pirate. Yeah, anyway. Um, well, yeah. Bloody rats. We're doing well. Scurvy. Scurvy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so anyway, pirates still exist apparently, mate. And obviously we've all seen Captain Phillip. Mm. So, um, yeah, we're talking about the pirates off Africa. Tommy Cruise, Tommy Hanks. Tom Cruise, <laughs> mate. Oh, could you imagine? Oh. Where you take Tom Hanks out of Captain Phillip and put Tom Cruise, what happens to it? <laughs> Tom Cruise is a hell, hell of an actor, but... That's not in his wheelhouse, I don't reckon. I would have turned into an action film. <laughs> it would have turned into, he would have um, single-handedly um, taken care of the pirates. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm suggesting here, mate. So I've come across this video. So if you check it out on the screen here for those viewers we've got. So this is about ships who are going through, um, I'm not sure where the area of the ocean is. There's obviously a specific channel that runs from the north of Africa, um, which sort of accessible to Europe and, and those those main trade routes and, and Asia. Now, these guys are running razor wire all around the ship. They've got preventative measures left, right and centre, which are stopping, uh, designed to stop pirates from accessing the ship. Mm. Have a look at all the work that seems to be happening here. Like, they've got dummies... 
<laughs> like, so they you know, that are looking standing. like spotters. So yeah. when the pirates are access, like uh, are approaching, they go, oh, they, they've seen they us, they've got us, this, that, and the other. Geez, that uh, spotter is lean. <laughs> <laughs> it's not moving. <laughs> um, like a scarecrow. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is really interesting, though, with this that I was thinking is it's a lot of, there's a lot of money that goes in that, a lot of preparation. Like yeah. imagine preparing that every time you go through this dangerous area mm. to try and prevent pirates. Oh, get out um, the barbed wire. I mean, some of the, uh, if I look at some of the re, uh, the costs of it, so I was checking out a bit, of the, a bit of the costs here. So I believe there's anywhere, I think the record um, when this article coming from the world was posted, it was $13 million for a ship. To get it back, that was the ransom they had to pay, like which is a lot of dough. And they reckon that the six point nine billion in two thousand eleven, that was what they were predicting the con- the cost of piracy was. So these um, annually. So these companies who um, that they're basically just factoring it into their budget now. Aren't yeah, they? they so they just factor it in their budget, similar to you know loss of of goods, you know that are due to weather and due to conditions and the like. That you know ships sinking yep. and you know damage occurring and the like. They just factor it in. The, the reason why this is in our integrity report, mate, is I'm suggesting a different approach. What's your approach, mate? Thirteen or what? It's six point nine billion. Yep. So thirteen million for one ship. Yep, thirteen million a ship. What's a sniper worth? <laughs> yeah, are you suggesting you could give a highly trained military s- sniper five hundred k a year, and he'd be happy to half a, half a mil a year for a sniper? Yeah. Put him on the ship. Yeah, six month roster. Yeah. You know, it's not fly in, fly out, but it's sail in, sail out. Put him on the ship. Put him on the ship. I reckon you probably only got to knock knock off seven of these palookas mm. across the world, and they'd get the picture. Yeah, wouldn't you think? Oh, I'd reckon so. <laughs> I'd reckon so. I mean, it'd be. I mean, snow, people who are, are pretty handy with firearms will jump straight in the comments, and they'll absolutely hammer us. Go, oh, you can't take the shot. This, that, and the other. No, work with us, guys. No, work no, with no. us. We don't want to. It's hear the that. principle. I don't care if it's a sniper who's got a scope, or if it's Rambo on the front, like Jack. Out of the Titanic, yeah, with a machine gun between his legs, I'm just suggesting put some lead we in some people. I was, I was watching some of the um, uh, boats they were coming in on, they looked like they were inflatable. <laughs> Shoot the boat! <laughs> but seriously, there's got to be a different way, hasn't there? Oh well, I, I, the 13 million dollar write-off. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that. Yeah. I mean, and we wonder yeah, imagine why. Imagine ringing up to the insurance company. Oh, mate. Oh, it's, it's, oh I've been in again. Oh, you wouldn't have it. It's happened again. It's happened again. <laughs> Same spot. Oh, so what do we reckon, mate? It's something to investigate. Indeed. Indeed. I think so, mate. So, yep, absolutely. Um, Where? Let's get some artillery on some uh, on some ships. Yep, I like it, mate. I like it. Mm. Um, seriously, like, you know. Surely it would cost you a lot less just to get some harm personnel on there. <laughs> like, I don't get it. Anyway, anyway. Oh, somebody will know better than us. All right, mate, should we get into all sport? Let's roll. Rightio, mate, we had a bit of a lulled period with the fights over yep. the New Year's, but um, like I said last week, mate, the, the announcements will start rolling out. We've got a couple this week, um, but none bigger than in the boxing, mate. Yep. Francis Ngannou versus Anthony Joshua is official, according yeah. to Eddie Hearn. Yeah, right. Happening. So it's obviously, it looks like it's going to go down in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, not, not, not really shocked. <laughs> in Riyadh. Uh, March 9, they're thinking for that one. Okay, so a couple of, couple of months prep. Yeah, a couple of months prep. But um, look, I think the... Re- is, sorry, Grego, I'm, I'm jumping in here. How long is a prep for someone like AJ, professional boxer? Uh, it depends. It yeah. depends. Um, if, you're, if you're coming off the couch, you're wanting 12 weeks. Yep. But a lot of these guys aren't coming off the gate. I mean, AJ's just fought. He's had yeah. a nice Christmas. He's still, you know, he's going to be in shape. And these guys... He's tip-top. It would drive them absolutely bonkers to th- do what 
I suppose we would think they would do and just go and sit on the couch. Yep. They're, they're straight back in the gym whenever they can and they're at least moving, they're working. So, you know, eight weeks. Yep. Eight, eight to ten weeks is a really good solid camp for these guys, yep. especially they keep themselves in, in seasonal condition yep. most of the year. Um, Francis Ngannou gets the fight against Anthony Joshua. It was, it was predicted that he was going to fight Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder come up short against Joseph Parker. He did. In that card. Now... We're going to hear over the next couple of weeks we're going to, a lot of commentary and um, I'll, I'll probably look to do a bit of a video and breakdown on this one on our YouTube um, channel for this. However, a lot of criticism is angled towards Francis Ngannou about it being a gimmick fight. Yep, you okay. know, Dana White has continued to come out and, you know, Dana has his reasons for that because he's obviously, you know, like a jealous ex-girlfriend. He's left the UFC. Dana Dana's probably better off just being quiet on it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Not you know, his it's, style, not hurt, it's not hurting his bottom line. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's not his style. Um, however, let's look at the enormity of this decision from the Joshua camp to take the Nganu fight. Mm. Joseph Parker, who is a former world champion, beat Deontay Wilder. I mean, you could suggest from the Parker camp, you go, oh, well, Wilder was going to be Joshua's next fight. Knock, knock, you knock. know, Francis was looking to get Wilder. Yeah. So there was going to be a bit of negotiation there as to who got the fight. Well, Parker goes, well, give come on, the- AJ, take me, give me the rematch. They fought once before yep. in 2018, or 2018, 2017. Yep. Um, give me the rematch. Yep. But Joshua's taken this fight against Nganu. Now, people are straight away will go and the, you know, the criticism will be, oh, he's taken the easy option. I don't think it that way. Yeah, yeah. I think Francis has put himself in such a position that Francis is undeniable mm. in this, you know, when you're looking at weighing up what fight to take, AJ goes, this is the big money fight. He's just knocked down Tyson Fury. A lot of people think he won the fight. Yeah. So we can work with that. And if I'm Eddie Hearn, now Eddie, hear me out. I know you know way more about promoting than me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're way better than me at it. However, just hear me out, mate. That connection or that shot from Francis Ngannou that he landed on Tyson Fury, you need to get a hold of that, mate, and you need to run that on a loop on every single platform for the next three months until that fight. Yeah. Because, I mean, you've got to remind the world that Francis Ngannou is no joke. Yeah. Francis Ngannou isn't just some no, you know, yeah. MMA mug that's come across and, and had a bit of luck against Tyson Fury. And Francis Ngannou is a legitimate boxer. He's shown the skills. And this is going to be a massive fight for both Francis and for AJ. Yeah. I look forward to it. I reckon. I reckon it's going to be a ripper, mate. Mm, so Eyes on boxing. I think so. Yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a big first quarter for boxing. Yep. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Um, Dana's announced a couple of knocks though. Yep. Uh, today, just today. So Dustin Poirier is going to fight against uh, Benoit Saint Denis. So yep. that's a pretty exciting fight. Um, and Charles Oliveira, there, there was much of the um, the talk was that he would get Islam Makachev in a rematch for the lightweight title at UFC 300. Islam is obviously out injured or unavailable due to injury, so um, Oliveira is going to fight Armin Sarukin, who had a massive win just a couple of weeks ago. So, um, you know, I think Sarukin, obviously the winner out of that, that's a number one contender's fight. And... Um, Oh, I'm excited for it. Mm. I think it's going to be an absolute ripper. I, I don't like it for Charles. Yeah, okay. I, I think uh, Sarukian's grappling... Like, Charles's jiu-jitsu is elite yep. and it's dangerous, but Sarukian's grappling and his power, you know, Charles gets hit. Yep. And I, yeah, I I just got a feeling that this is this is set for Sarukian to, you know, to take his spot. Yep. But anyway... Charles has uh, he's he's proved the doubt is wrong before. Mm. Um, anyway, mate, what about your headline for the week, mate? Um, that's it for the fights. Yeah, mate. So my headline for the week: um, bad luck, Pat. Just <laughs> fucking play golf. <laughs> is this Patrick Reed? Patrick Reed, oh. mate. Did you see that? <laughs> I read it. I read it. Yeah. So Patrick Far Reed out. has essentially tried to sh- sue a number of me. Talk about taking an L. Oh yeah. Like we we hammered Jimmy Kimmel before about just take the L. So he's oh. he's notoriously unpopular, Patrick mm. Reed, like amongst the fans, and he's um 
he, well, the reason why he ended up in court is probably a good example of exactly. why you would be unpopular. Exactly. But he's gone after media outlets. So who, he's blaming other people for making him unpopular. That's right. For yeah. essentially bagging him out for 10 years and really going at him mm. for going to live. And he was suing for, um, uh, I think, $750 million uh, US dollars. Wasn't it a- one point three. Oh, is that? Yeah, yeah so that's yeah, Australian. Yeah, one point three billion is what I I read. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So an absurd amount of money, like money that you're not going to get. A money that you're not yeah. going to get. Like he wouldn't have earned that. No. Like and um and anyway, so he, he's gone after that. Not only did he not win, so he didn't get any money. He was ordered by the court to pay the legal fees of uh, the defence. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's an L. Yeah, yeah, that is, yeah. yeah, so just play golf, mate. You're a hell of a golfer. Mm. You are a major winner. You won the Masters a couple of years ago. But I, I suppose the concern there for Patrick Reed is if you're concerning yourself so much that you're going to the point of litigation against journalists and commentators and mm. the like, mate, you could pay 50 grand or a PR firm to get people speaking nice about you, mate, yeah, and yeah. doing a better job, yeah, like you, this is not this is not the path. If coming from a fans' perspective, and we sit here and we do this podcast as fans, that's not going to work, brother. No, that ain't working. Yeah, even if you had one and you'd got a substantial portion of money, and you were never going to get seven hundred and fifty million. If you win the court case, people yeah. hate you more. That's right. Like uh, anyway. Anyway, so on you, um, yeah, that was my headline of the week. What about you, mate? Um, oh, mate, Fatty Vorton. Oh, he's in the news, mate. Yep. Apparently, Fatty Vorton has become a high priority consultant for the Pakistan Cricket Board, mate. I'm assuming you're talking about catching practice, mate. How fucking ridiculous oh, was mate. their catching? Honestly, in that? just the whole series. I thought the the early tests were bad, and they dropped some really good opportunities, which then obviously, you know cost them yeah. dearly in the series but it got worse in sydney oh mate there were a couple that were put down in sydney that i am very confident i would have taken like they yeah, were just and, oh, i mean yeah i looked at some and i got oh man you catch that and if i'm saying that we got a problem yeah so um oh mate they're, they're all, all series substitute fielder coming in and then going into first slip and then dropping a catch as well. Like oh. I mean, uh, it just it just all went wrong. And for those listeners and viewers at home, you would know Fatty Vaughton is an absolute diamond in the rough when it comes to fielding, oh. especially in the deep. Yep, exactly, mate. Exactly, hundred percent. Yeah, I agree, mate. Their uh, catching was atrocious because they weren't all that far. Off. Australia were the better team. They won three nil, so comprehensively the better team. But I tell you, if they take most of those catches, they're well, in with a shake. They're yeah. in with a shake. I, I was I was trying to dig up the stats on what the run cost of that was like yeah. um, what runs were scored on top of yeah. yeah by batsmen who were dropped but um, yeah obviously I ran out of time yeah, well, <laughs> yeah they only lost the second test by well Marsh got his 96 that, yeah. was, a, that was a big one but yeah. um uh, the other headline I got, has anyone heard from Mitchell Johnson <laughs> he's gone uh, very quiet hasn't he yeah. I mean in saying that too like I think it's it's good that David Warner is now finished. He's had the perfect send-off and fair play to him. He's, he served the country well. But it was – I think we're finally getting to the end of this, you know, real divide within the Australian cricket team on of public opinion, mm. you know, because Steve Smith's obviously still there, but Warner was firmly a part of, you know, what – many consider the darkest day in Australian cricket. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the commentary around the back of that was that, yeah, he's had his send-off, yep, off you go, but there's still a lot of hurt in the Australian public's eyes or some of the areas of the media around that. And yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, anyway, I, I'm, I'm sure David Warner, you know, he would have partied hard and he'd be off, you know, doing his own thing with his family now and, yeah. Best he'll, of luck to him. He'll hit the 2020 circuit for the next yep. um, um, oh, so he should. few years. And yep. good on you, mate. Go earn as much as you can. Mm. Um, NFL wash up, mate. Did you catch much of the football? Mate, you've, you've turned up here. Mate, mate. I have. What, a, what about the flex here? Wearing a, a Steve Largent <laughs> Steve Seattle Lund. Seahawks jersey, <laughs> mate. Former senator, wasn't he? Or oh, mate, yeah. I am jelly. Yeah, I'll yeah, tell you that much, mate. Could be Chrissy present, so um, yeah, the wife's done well. How good's that? Um, 
Mate, the NFL wash up today, so obviously the last round, um, week 18. Um, Seattle, we got the win, mate. Um, so obviously for, for the listeners and viewers who aren't aware, we are Seattle Seahawks fans. Um, we were expected, obviously, with Green Bay having to lose, that they got the win against Chicago. It wasn't going to happen. Yep. Um, some creativity from Arizona with a trick play yeah. uh, that almost pulled our pants down. But um, we, we ended up getting the two-point two PAT on it, on our uh, touchdown and, and held off the late charge, miss, miss field goal attempt. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the final little thing on Seattle to wrap up the season as fans. We're biased here. Won't apologise. Uh, Pete Carroll, mate. Where to now for Pete? There's going to be obviously some questions. 72 years old, yep. not making the playoffs. Um, I think the dynamic with Pete in his position as as coach is very different to other teams, yeah. other franchises. So he works very closely with John Schneider, the, the GM. So yep. they pretty much work hand-in-hand hand as the head coach and the GM. So... Yep. Um, the reason I mention that is I think the transition from Pete Carroll would be a lot easier. Yeah, okay. Because John Schneider, they already work in the same yeah. sort of position. So the questions will be, is there an opportunity for another head coach to come in? And, and does Pete, it's 72, like, does he want to continue? Yeah. Well, he's, a, he's achieved a lot in the game. We're going back uh, 10 years now since Seattle um, won a Super Bowl and mm. uh, made another final, um, probably should have won it. Um, <laughs> but um, but anyway, Malcolm Butler. I can still the commentary just rings in my ears. <laughs> but anyway, uh, activate and, beast mode, would you? Oh. Anyway, no. But since Moving then, on. they've sort of been on the fringes of the playoffs each year. Like uh, seems mm. like every second year they nab a wild card spot, and um, but they um, haven't been haven't been a powerhouse for a little while. So a lot of good young players, though. Yeah, yeah. They've recruited really well in the recent seasons. Obviously, they've had access to, to better draft picks and obviously we talked about the trade, the Russell Wilson trade last week. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's pack your bags Monday, yeah. tomorrow. Like, they, it's this is one of the... For those who are unfamiliar with the, the realm of the NFL, no word of a lie, on the Monday after Week 18... Almost all the coaches who don't make the playoffs get fired. Yeah, like, it's, it's an unbelievable turnover. Yeah, it's of, of coaches. Then yeah, they're gone. Yeah. And um, offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators who are doing really oh, it's well, ruthless. big teams, they get their head coaching job. Yeah, if, they, if get, you, they get their chance. If so. you if you want to be a professional um, coach, or you know whether it be head coach or assistant, you've got to be willing to move around. You've got no hometown. Oh yeah, yeah. You're, you're moving all over the place. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with Pete Carroll at Seattle. Um, concerns for Philly going into the playoff, mate. They mm. they went down 27 to 10 to the Giants. Um, Hertz and Kelsey were pulled when they were 24 nil down. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a bit different giving your mm. players a rest and going to that game, but to be, you know, getting yeah, bashed by the Giants get them off, get and them then off. get them off, get them off so they don't get injured. Um, 49ers, they suffered a defeat to the Rams. Um, it was a lot closer than that, but they had already had their, their starters. They gave them the week off. So it's a bit of a different kettle of fish, that one. Yeah, I didn't actually see the Philly game, so I'm not real sure. Philly fans might be hoping it's a case of they didn't have the week off, but mentally they had the week off. Yeah, possibly. And they were just you thinking, would hope that, yeah. Yeah, but... They've got to play what, next week. They've got to turn around. You yeah. know, the Ravens and the 49ers get the week off. But um, So the Cowboys, they picked up the NFC, NFC East um, and the Lions finished um, with 12 wins yep. uh, for the first time since 91, I believe. Mm. Um, Jacksonville, they were beaten by the Titans. That was the big AFC yeah. South. Um, so Baker Mayfield and the Bucks pick up the their third in a row divisional title, I believe, down yeah. in the AFC South. Charging on after um, Tom mm. Brady. Yes. Not the that he didn't earn any stripes down there. No, the grub who just sacked Wayne Rooney oh, come at Birmingham. On. Come on. Mm. Um, Dolphins versus Chiefs is my pick of the round um, next week, mate. Yeah, hard to go by that one, to be honest. That would be my pick of the round as well. I did see uh, Pit, uh, Pittsburgh and... Um, and uh, No, sorry, not... Um, Pittsburgh are uh, playing Steelers? the Buffalo Bills, I believe. The Buffalo Bills, aren't they? Yeah. Okay. Um, that'll be a good game. Yeah, right yeah. So, obviously, the Bills was a big one. They had to beat yep. Miami, and obviously Miami rested, as I suggested. Yep. I mean, they must be listening to mm, Yes. Um, yeah. So, anyway, I mean, 
it gets exciting now. It's do or die in the NFL, and nothing beats that. Yeah, um, there's no more exciting football than than uh, playoffs football in in the NFL. Um, Whole new ball game. Oz Open, mate. Rafa, yeah. he's he's pulled the pin. Um, was it a quadriceps strain? Yeah, I, I, I did. I saw a muscle strain. I didn't yeah. see what it was, but um, oh, he, no. um, let's just say it was his quadriceps. He's done his quadriceps. Yeah. Yeah. He's, um, I so could be wrong. It could be his back. It could be his Gary Jack. Who knows? Mm. Yeah, so he's out. So that's uh, a lot of fans will be disappointed about that. But um, yeah. you know, he. I mean, him. it's it, when you're at his uh, the point of he he's at in his career. I mean, you you don't want to be going into grand slams underdone. No. You, you want to be ready. So he's better off just going. You know what? I'm going to give this one a miss. Go and recover, and I'll be back for the French. Get back for the French and the clay court because where I'm going to get myself to the final, even if I'm on one <laughs> yeah. leg. Yes. Uh, yep, so, um, but uh, the Demon, Alex Demonor, mm. uh, he's had a good run. He beat the Joker and he beat um, Alexander Zarev as well. Uh, and so apparently he is moving in for the first time of his career into the top 10. Mm. So well done to the Demon. Um, so you reckon he, he's on for one here? It will be interesting because he's. He Mate, I've got. I'm, I'm listening to this, mate. You are the expert on the sports attention when it comes to tennis. Mm, this so, could be big cash so, coming out of my uh, my betting account going on this. Oh, God, that's what a pressure. I love it. Look, um, he's in form mm. and he's doing really well. Can he win it? I just – he reminds me so much of Leighton Hewitt in a lot of ways. He's like a dog with a bone. He'll chase everything. He'll – but you know, by the time he gets to the, you mm. know, the fourth round, he's going to have played you know ten more I sets than Novak Djokovic. You <laughs> You're know? talking me out of this. Yeah. Man. <laughs> uh, so if he's ever going to do um, anything, I, I imagine he's got every chance now. He's in really good form. I have seen players though go in with really good form, and then all of a sudden there's mm. a little bit of that expectation on you, and you um. You know, you fail against someone that maybe you shouldn't. So, mm. uh, look, I prediction. I think he is going to do well, mate. I'm thinking he's going to make. Oh, I'm going to go right out there. I'm going to say he's going to make the semis. The semis. Yep. So you're going to put a bet on him knock out round one. Um, no, I, I'm, I, mate, I trust you when it comes to tennis. So I'm thinking I might actually go for the semis. Mm. Like I'll see what they're offering for that. But, they um, might be betting with my heart, but yeah. geez, that wouldn't be the first. So time. we've just rolled that into the, um, into the multi because I didn't have anything else to jump on. So I'm, I'm eagerly looking at the tennis for the, for the, my, my punting exploits this week. Um, what like do you it, got, mate? Uh, mate, my, my from last week, the Toffees, still on them. So yep. they haven't played. Well, they've yet. got to replay it. Yeah, <laughs> they cut. They got. They do, but um, they've got um, they they got Villa in the Premier League. So I okay. think they're going to come back against the Premier League. I didn't know that ever. You know, <laughs> things wouldn't be. Dominic Calvin Lewin might not be playing. So, well, let's see how that appeal goes. Um, right, yeah, mate. Penis of the week. Oh, now um, we throw it out for those listeners and 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 viewers. Um, we threw the penis of the week out on the socials, and we'll start to do that now that we're going live. Uh, on YouTube, you can jump on and watch the stream as we're streaming the podcast, and you can jump in the chat on YouTube, um, provided that you're logged in, and throw your penis of the week in there. Um, you can throw it in on the um, on the social uh, page we under the question as we share it on the story. Um, but get your penis of the week in, and, and we'll share a few of those um, with those. Um, there we go. Oh, we've got we've got one shared for us from uh, Jay Ivesy. Uh, my penis of the week is the dog owners not picking up uh, their dog shit hmm. when walking at the at the local jetty. Yeah, right. I agree, mate. Penis yeah. of the week, <laughs> absolutely. Um, what else have we got? Uh, who you got, Pod? Mate, I had to go with Paddy Reid. I just Paddy you know, Reid. Yeah, yeah. That's doubling down. down, Patrick Reid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um I think that he um you know the way he's Carried himself um, yep. throughout his career. And, um, yeah, just come on, mate. Just yep. let it be done. And, uh, yeah, Patrick Reed, you are unanimous, mate. Penis of the week. Patrick Reed, And take the L, mate. Yeah. Oh, I mean, any word on what the court costs are? No, but I don't imagine they'd be super cheap. Yeah, I, I wouldn't because I believe a few broadcasters... Mm. They'd be pretty handily backed. Yeah. Um, we'll put it this Rappaport, way. Rappaport, he's 
not only I believe he's with Golfers Digest and he's also with Barstool. Yeah. And I mean, we know Davey Portnoy doesn't mm. mind a bit of a scrap when it comes to the courts, and he's he's willing to back a back one. Put it this way: if you're a law firm who's just um, won a case and it's been ordered that um, your client's costs will all be paid for by um, uh, by the Patrick uh, Reed. Patrick Reed, you're probably going to the be the quotes just doubled. The quotes just doubled. There's going <laughs> you are going to be log, logging some book time for every single person. <laughs> oh, imagine the expensive craps they've been taking oh, while they've had the mate. phone on hold. Yeah. Oh, yes. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, listeners, viewers, thank you very much for joining us. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, stick with us on the Sports Attention. Uh, get in there live on, on the YouTube channel if you can. Like, subscribe on your local pat, pl- 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 bl- podcast platform. Apologies for that. Uh, I nearly swallowed my tongue. I been to, went to the dentist today. Did you? Yeah, mm. it was good, yep. actually. Yeah. I mean, I, it hurt when I had to pay for it, but yep. anyway... That's another story. Um, Smash a like. Smash a like. Mm. Get a subscribe. And uh, we'll see you next time. Anything else to add, Pod? Thanks for sticking with us, guys. Absolutely. And for any of our listeners in Mudgee, home of the dragons, we say goodnight. And farewell. Farewell.